Hello, sacred beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Tana Lina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. Hello, sacred beings, and welcome to another episode of Sacred Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Lynn. I'm sitting here with Hannah Lena, and we are so excited to open this episode with a question today. When was the last time you allowed yourself to pop out of your everyday lived reality and pop into a retreat setting where you're truly assessing your spiritual? mental, physical, emotional wellness in a retreat type setting. This is the conversation that we're going to be flowing with today. And we are so honored and privileged. We are so excited to welcome Soul Purpose Coach Kim Roach to the podcast. Hello, Kim Roach. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm just so excited to see where this conversation takes us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say at the very top of an episode for people that are like, uh, like hearing about a retreat, like, ah, too good to be true. Or like, how could I ever pop out of my life and like take time just for myself? What would you say as like just a little quip? Why are retreats, spiritual and wellness retreats specifically, why are these beneficial for our lives? Yes, I love that question. Um, For Collective Ghetto Retreats, which is my retreat company that I run, our motto is disconnect to reconnect. And it's just so important to disconnect from our daily lives, from the distractions from the matrix, from our day-to-day work, from all of it, really, to reconnect back to Mother Nature, back to ourselves, back to our truth, so we can become realigned within and take that energy back into what we call our day-to-days. It's a great opportunity to really experience a shift in person that you really can't get in other in other ways and to be surrounded by sisters, right? To be surrounded by sisters who are also not only going through a similar thing as you, but they're to support you out of a heart-led space. And I think that when we're in our day-to-day lives, sometimes we can often feel alone and we can often feel lost and confused and, you know, scared of it all. But when you're in a retreat setting, it's like you get to re-experience magic and you get to re-experience what it's like to just be alive and be present and live and be joyous and yeah, just shift that energy and come back with a new frequency. So mm. that's what I, 
beautifully said. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is how I always feel when we go to Spirit Weaver. We're Beavers Gathering in Oregon. Brett and I have been there twice together. And every time it's like, yeah, disconnect from the busy normal reality to like wow going back to ancient ways of being connected to nature and really remembering how it was to live in a village in a community uh, yes. so I'm so excited to be diving into all of this even on a deeper level and like how it started for you and your story and before we're going to do that do you want to share a little bit about off you want to share a little piece of your medicine with us that is going to help us ground into this conversation yes I would love to um we can start off with a quick meditation and then take it from there perfect okay beautiful so let's just dive right into it oh beginning to close your eyes finding a comfortable seated position your spine straight. Let's take three collective breaths together. Big inhale. Holding the breath at the top. Exhale, let it go. Big inhale. Holding the breath at the top. Exhale, let it go. The biggest breath of your day. Holding that breath at the top. And exhale, let it go. On your next breath, I invite you to bring your breath all the way down the base of your spine. Imagining your breath moving down your spine like a straw until it hits the base of your spine, your root chakra. Feeling gravity pull you down, feeling grounded, secure. Connecting to the earth beneath you, the seat beneath you. And taking a moment to energetically open up your root. And with every single breath, imagining roots beginning to grow out of the base of your spine. With every inhale, those roots grow stronger and longer and wider and deeper into the earth. With any exhale, you just let anything that does not align go. And on your next breath, bringing your attention to the top of your head, right above your head, opening up your crown chakra and establishing a connection between you and the highest realms of love and consciousness. It's opening up your crown and allowing a light to begin to pour into your body, nourishing every single cell. Maybe you feel light, maybe you feel tingly. Allowing that light to move down into your third eye in between your eyebrows, clearing out your third eye so that you can see your highest self. Taking a moment to really see her. What does she look like? What is she wearing? What is she doing? Who is she with and how does she feel? 
seeing her so clearly and saying to her, I'll see you so soon. Allowing this light to move down into your throat space, clearing out your throat chakra so that you can speak your truth, speak your truth throughout the rest of the week, rest of the month, the rest of the year ahead. Allowing that light to move down into your heart space, clearing out your heart chakra so that you can begin to cultivate a feeling of love and gratitude. What are you grateful for today? Who are you grateful for today? Taking a big breath to expand on that love, that gratitude, so that it fills your aura, fills your field. Let it go. Allowing that light to move down into your solar plexus, your gut area, and repeating after me in your mind's eye. I have a purpose on this planet, and I am aligned to it. Allowing this light to move down into your sacral space, your womb area, your divine feminine, your divine masculine, clearing out your sacral so that you can birth your creative ideas into this world. What is it that you want to create? And allowing this light to move down into the base of your spine where we began, taking another big deep breath here. And on the exhale, letting go of anything that, that does not align, giving it back to the earth, the roots beneath you, allowing her to transmute this to something new. And now just taking a moment to close all of the portals that you just opened, closing them so that you can keep this high vibration within you for the rest of the day. Whenever you're ready, beginning to wiggle your fingers, your toes, and slowly fluttering your eyes open to meet us. Hello. <laughs> Divine. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you. I also needed that clearing. So that was great. <laughs> As you were saying, like, what do you want to birth? And like all these, what I was telling you before we came onto this call, this retreat in Germany that wants to be birthed through me and everything came through and like different downloads. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so divinely timed right now that we are here on this call. Britt literally just finished her very first Hello Self retreat. Congratulations. And I'm about to, like, I'm feeling into, like, having my first one in July this in, in Germany. And, and we were here with you, and you're such an expert in retreat settings and facilitating them. And so share a little bit with us how it all started for you. How did you get into retreats? How did you become a sole purpose coach? What's your story? Yes. 
Well, I have quite the story that goes all the way back, but um, I really think it all started just the way that I was raised. I grew up all over the world. Every two to three years, I moved to another country growing up. My father worked for the military and then he joined the State Department. So very different upbringing than most people. Um, I, yeah, had to, I, I got to see the world at a very young age and that instilled in me the love of travel. And for the longest, longest time, when I graduated high school, when I graduated college, I always just, I thought I was supposed to work in the travel industry. I tried so hard to work in the travel industry because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do because I was traveling my whole life. And to be honest, I tried and tried and tried and and no one really gave me any jobs in the travel industry. As much as I applied, it just never worked out. It wasn't in alignment for me at that time. And when I moved to LA, in my mid twenties, um, I didn't really know that many people. I knew very few people who I, who I met at work and uh, my boyfriend at the time. And I really wanted to travel around California because California had so much to offer. I wanted to go to Joshua Tree and Yosemite and all these really cool places. And selfishly, I also wanted to meet new people. So Collective Getaway really started when I moved to LA in 2019. I it was a very informal getaway situation where I invited the very few people I knew. I said, everyone bring your friends and your friends of friends and let's just go to these cool places and have a fun weekend together, a getaway together. And back then what I asked of everyone was everyone who's coming to this weekend, please bring an offering to the weekend. Someone can cook a meal or bring a song or lead us through an exercise or some sort of offering. So that would be held as a collective effort. So that's how the name Collective Getaway first started. And then 2019, we held a couple of those retreats, um, one in Big Bear, one in Joshua Tree. And then in 2020, we had to stop because of COVID. And at that point, I was already on my spiritual journey, but going really, really deep. Um, I got my breathwork certification. I became a sound healer. Um, I started turning my spiritual journey into a business. And with that pause of COVID, when things started to open up back up again in 2021, I was like, okay, I really want to make an, the collective getaway a, a legit retreat for women. Um, so that's what we did. I, I, I partnered with someone and I said, let's make collective getaway um, a, a, a spiritual and wellness woman's retreat and let's do it. So we held three or four retreats and they're all testers really to just understand what type of activities we want to do where we want to hold it, what types of places we want to book, um, how many women can, can we handle all the things. And that was super successful. And I wasn't really making any money off of it. I was just asking people for enough to really cover the costs, but not really profiting yet because I was still, it was kind of like testers. So we did a few of those and then that was in 2021. And then in 2022, I paused everything because I wanted to focus all of my energy into my coaching. So I took the whole year to, to do that and get my coaching at a really good spot because I wanted to become a nomad, which I am right now, and work virtually and work from anywhere. And I got that at a really good spot. So 2023, here we are. I wanted to reopen the retreats again. So it's been on again and off again for the past like four years or so. Mm-hmm. And now that it's 2023, we, I announced my collective Getaway retreats again and have just had the most 
abundant amount of interest come through. Um, I, I can thank a lot of the platforms and social media platforms for that, but it's just really the universe's way of saying, hey, it's time. This is real. So that's my story of how I created the retreats. Um, the sole purpose side of things, I, I think that's a, a little bit of a different story where I think my whole life, you know, I, I really didn't understand where I fat, fat in because of moving around so much. I didn't uh, understand what my purpose was because I was trying to do, do all these jobs. When I got to the States after traveling around so much that what wasn't meant for me was the corporate life that America and society pushes on you so hard. I said that that's not my purpose. That's not my truth. And I think that living in your purpose is is really just that to be in alignment with your truth, not only in your career, but in so many other things. So um, I really help women do that. How do you live and take action in your truth? So, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> oh, the, the sides of my eyes have just been crusted with tears this <laughs> entire time. I'm just so it's so beautiful. Every single guest that we invite on and the stories that they share about what their specific timeline has led them to in exactly this moment. And the way that you have said yes to so many steps along the way that have led you to be exactly where you are with the burning, yearning, mm -hmm. tireless, devoted passion to serve mm -hmm. in the ways that you have. It's like, uh, it's just so powerful. It's power filled to come into conversations with people such as yourself that, that are saying yes. And that also this is leadership. This is a really holy type of leadership. And it's so beautiful. These, these monarchs that come forward and, and they're just like, yeah, this is it. We're, I'm only a couple steps ahead of you. Mm -hmm. It's only a couple really wild decisions and saying yes to a really wild call inside of myself. You know, we just love sharing so openly and vulnerably about how it hasn't always looked really neat and not messy. And, you know, I think that that is such an important piece to consistently bring back. And I'm sure that we do it at least once in every episode, because these pieces of saying yes in the face of fear and saying yes, even when you don't know exactly what it's going to look like, just following the faith process. I love how you touched on, you know, not going into this to make money right away, going mm -hmm. into it a couple of times. That's just like, What's the location like? What kind of places do we want to book? What kind of stuff do we want to teach? What kind of this? What kind of that? Like truly coming in from a curious mindset. Because I think that also in like the coaching industries and what we see about this bursting, bubbling business or like industry of work, so many people come in well-intended or have an idea or a perception or someone that they place on a pedestal somewhat, someone that they really admire who's doing this. And then they're like, oh, well, they say that any, any, I feel, I feel that I want to help people in this way. And then we can come in from this place. That's like, okay, how do I get my business off the ground? Like next month, you know, <laughs> it's just so refreshing to hear the journey and hear the spaciousness that you've allowed for yourself to really develop 
the artistry within it and create your own signature, really learn what your signature collective getaway retreats are like. I'm curious if you can touch a little bit more on the patient's process in developing your signature artistry, no matter what it is that you feel that your sole purpose is. A hundred percent. You know, I think we glorify these fast wins, especially with social media. I made 500 K in in six months. That's amazing. A big applause, but not everyone has that story and not everyone has that timeline. And the people who don't have those timelines, like you're still doing great. You're still showing up every single day. How are you showing up? And that's what's important. And Collective Getaway, like I said, it's been years in the making. This isn't just like I threw out a retreat and all of a sudden I'm getting hundreds of applicants. No, I spent years doing this. So, and not only years of creating Collective Getaway, but my whole lifetime has been dedicated to this, right? Just like all of us, like we, every single moment of our lives have brought us to this moment. And it's up to you, up to us to really optimize that and use that as a catalyst to go forward. Um, Collective Getaway to me is, is, it's extremely curated, right? As of now, it's no more than 10 women. Um, The idea is that we come in, maybe even feeling like strangers and we leave with true soul sisters and we leave with true transformation. And it's, um, I've I've co-hosted retreats that are, you know, 25 plus people, which are totally fine but you definitely I don't know to me I think the intimacy of having a smaller group is super important um the way that I've structured the retreats and as myself being one of the main main hosts and I'll bring co-hosts on as a part of it too to share their magic and share their gifts but you know I I had to learn how to be a sound healer which took a couple years like it didn't just happen overnight I had to buy all the instruments which takes time to accumulate I had to get my birthwork certification and my meditation certification which took some time to accumulate and and for me to be able to hold the space holding the spaces and the gift in its in itself and um that takes a lot of practice you know, and whether it's holding space in person in uh, sound baths or ceremonies or uh, retreats or holding space online virtually through coaching and all of that is like, how can we, how can we do that professionally? But, you know, understanding that it's okay if it takes time for us to become masters at our practice. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what really a lot of people get stuck on is like, I want the immediate results. I want Amazon prime tomorrow results. (laughs) And it's like, no, that's not how it always works. And I think patience and patience and vulnerability is really important to keep in mind and in your back pocket when you're building something like this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And from a standpoint of, you know, past lives and, and what we're taking on from from other lifetimes coming into this lifetime. There are some of us who are already business savvy coming into this lifetime. And when they are finding their way and they starting their business and boom, it explodes and it's there, you know? And then others are like, oh, this is our, one of our first lifetimes. We're like, let me feel into this money thing because I was a priestess before and I was being taken care of, you know, with my, um, nourishment from other people as an example and we're like oh let me feel into this business world and for each of our souls it's like this is a different timeline and we cannot compare mm-hmm. our soul journey to others because if we do then we get actually misaligned with our purpose 
misaligned with the path that we are meant to go on because we're trying to we we're trying to copy someone else's medicine someone else's magic someone Mm -hmm. else's path and it's never gonna work so I love how everything that you just said is also in your chart Mm -hmm. and I just want to put a few pieces into this because you have a grand square in your chart um, and it's very obvious like very beautiful (laughs) coming out and the grand square is basically a big red square that you can see in your chart which is like the different aspects of the different planets to each other whenever we have a grand square it shows this is like our main opportunity in life to create big transformation and power in that area so usually that's comes with challenges because the squares always bring up like boundaries and challenges but through the challenges we're growing and then usually people with a grand square in their chart are like powerhouses (laughs) just like going through anything no matter what happens and just moving through the challenge because you've had the challenges in your past and you moved through it and you got used to it Mm -hmm. so in your grand square, it's so beautiful because we got your son in Taurus here in the seventh house, um, which is like really diving into like creating of your own business together with other people, bringing people together. You know, it's like the house of uh, relationship as well, like finding that union, that balance between masculine and feminine. And then you have on the other side, your moon in like right between Scorpio and Sagittarius, which is literally right where my moon is as well. And so fascinating because I was traveling a lot with my family as well. You know, I was, I grew up in Germany. So every year we went to vacation twice into different countries. And in Europe, you can so easily travel into all kinds of different countries and languages and everything. So when you were saying that, you just felt that it was so normal for you to travel into different cultures and be in different places. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel that so deeply. And I love that we have the same moon. (laughs) I love that. So it's so beautiful to see that because the moon stands for your past and your family and your upbringing. Mm. And then you have also Saturn here in Aquarius in the third house. And that is like building a business out of your community which is Aquarius energy and doing it your own way in an authentic Mm -hmm. way collective and then the third house is the house of brothers and sisters like literally collectively gathering and short trips like taking these retreats together and then on the other side you got Jupiter in the ninth house in Virgo of like expanding of your services to help with the spiritual expansion for people and help expanding their wellness expanding their mental emotional health and yeah I feel like it's so beautiful I mean I can go so deep into this but I just wanted to mention those few pieces I'm like it's right there and it's so beautiful that you're you've been following the call and you've you know you continuously follow the call wherever it's gonna take you we're just this is the beauty of it right we're ever evolving and we're seeing these archetypes within our chart and we're like okay cool so how can i dive even deeper into this expression of this planet how can i dive even deeper into that and it's a continuous evolution and yeah i'm so happy to have you here and to be 
have you share all the magic that you've learned throughout your lifetime with us? Thank you. I I love that little mini reading. I'm like, yay! <laughs> I, I love any any chance I get um, to have my chart read because I'm. It's again, it's not my area of expertise. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, um, what would you say for someone that? Um, and I'm curious. I would. I love for you, Brett, to also share about your first retreat that you just finished up. Um, but what would you say? For someone, and this is a question for both of you, if you're stepping into this place, like someone that is listening to this and be like, I want to dive into retreats, like I want to facilitate my own or like, just like really learn about how can I even get started? What would you say is like the number one advice that you have for a first timer that has never facilitated a retreat? Thank you. I, I love this question. Um, and I think with anything, not only with retreats, but just with literally anything is just don't be afraid to just take the first step. It's always the first steps that lead to the quantum leap. So if you really want to hold a retreat, you know, start ideating. What is this retreat going to be about? Who do I want to just start ideating? Just who do I want to Uh, come to this retreat, where do I want to have it, you know, start building a plan, start making a vision board, start, start already putting action towards making this come to life. What, what kind of um, workshops do I want to host? What kind of activities do I want to do? Is this going to be a spiritual retreat? Is this going to just be a travel retreat? Is this going to be a meditation retreat? Like, what are the things that you want to do? Um, And really just hone in on that and start already making it come to life through ideation, through writing it down, through making a vision board. Once you just start taking little steps, everything else will unfold. Once you start ideating and you can see it every single day, well, then you're going to be more motivated to reach out to a co-host. You're going to be more motivated to start posting about it. You're going to be more motivated to go check out venues, whatever it is. So just start with baby step. Um, And I think that's just with anything you want to create as well. Just start. Just start and it's okay if it's going to look messy because there's no such thing as perfect and we all have to start somewhere. So that's what I would say. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so wild to, to be on this end of (laughs) the conversation. And then also just on this end of my first ever retreat too, because a couple months ago, I honestly had no idea that it was going to happen, <laughs> that it was going to come to fruition. It was literally like this beautiful, I love how Kim, you were talking about a couple minutes ago when you were talking about how collective getaway retreats started just coming to fruition that you were like, yeah, this wasn't an overnight thing. And I was like, yeah, this was an overnight thing for me. <laughs> like literally receiving the message from spirit that was like, if you do want to feel into this before your son enters this world, get to move in. I will guide you toward the retreat center. I will guide you in the workshops. It was really this, I want to call it an immaculate conception, just such a divine conception of the retreat and a real trust ball. It really felt like I opened up my arms and I just allowed myself to fall backwards. I closed my eyes. I like wasn't asking too many questions in doubt. I was asking questions that helped me fall forward. And 
it was fascinating the the deepening of the relationship that was cultivated with spirit in the alignment of how everything came together. I literally, after getting like the lightning bolt that was like, don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on this. You know that your heart and your soul want to do it. Allow yourself to say yes. Mm -hmm. And I will guide you through the process. So once I, once I got that, a lot of things started moving really quickly where I got woken up at four 30 in the morning and I could feel the pulling on the back of my head. That was like, you're starting to sleep on this. You've said yes, but you're not like, you're not like doing anything about it. You haven't started really conceptualizing a lot of the things And I was like, okay, well, what do I even do? And I heard like, get on Verbo. I've never booked on Verbo before. I've never looked on Verbo before got on Verbo found this beautiful uh, center that got rented for retreats and estate property, gorgeous, lush, rural, Hawaiian. And then I saw that it had four cottages and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I could settle the, um, the elements and have each of the guests in their own element. And then those elements get to commune with each other. So I have my my earth, my air, my water. We'll come to find out a couple minutes later as I'm scrolling through the pictures that actually each of the cottages were themed to be elemental and they were called the earth, the air, the fire, the water cottages. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, God, fuck. <laughs> like, like it can be scary for everyone and anyone listening right now. It's like, sometimes I feel like we come as this you know, divine priestess energy or just like this super like, "Mm, yes, it's, I'm following my path. And it's like this really grace filled process. And sometimes it can look like that for some people, some energies, some timelines, some moments and seasons in life, but also for myself, at least (laughs) it can be absolute astonishment almost hard to believe sometimes, like hard to grasp the magnitude of synchronicities that are unfolding for you. Um, You know, I did wind up booking that estate property. And then, you know, a week later, two weeks later, got woken up again at 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, oh, but what are the, what are the workshops going to be though? God. (laughs) And all of them came through within 10 minutes. I had like a freaking massive list of exactly what the days were going to look like and five days of workshops. And what are the words like Kim? I love how you were saying, just start ideating, start asking yourself questions. And really the, the first ways that this started coming in for me with my brand of business, Hello Self, was just having words surfacing of the energies that I really wanted for people to experience whenever they came. So words like Mm self-awareness, like transformation, like diving in, tuning in. And it was such, from start to finish, such an incredible experience to witness myself in the process of allowing it to unfold, but then starting to witness all the guests getting there. And I was so, so excited that this retreat, I was so blessed to invite intimate, an intimate circle 
we had four guests and one was my blood sister, my blood sister's assistant, uh, my best friend since 10th grade (laughs) and her blood sister, who I've also known since 10th grade. Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm initially, I had to go through a massive ego death about that experience because I was thinking that so many more in my community were going to be like, yes, I get it. Let's go. Like, I'm so excited about this. And the fact that that didn't happen in the way that I thought really just informed my own inner process about how in the shadows and behind the curtains I've been in my own (laughs) brand of business. And it's given me so much life as far as inspiration to drive me forward of bringing awareness of what I do in the world. And, um, And at the same time, I think that it had to unfold exactly like this for my first ever retreat to have people that have known me for such a long time and who have really witnessed my day-to-day transformation in the last eight years and the fact that they felt safe to come into my presence in this and be guided through just witnessing the transformative aspects of what they allowed themselves to dive into. This is exactly why I wanted to have you on because transformative retreats that are intimate. I've been to ones with 44 and 55 people as well. I've also been to um, ones with 10 people. Spirit Weavers has 600 women who come and gather. And each of them have their own unique energies and being in a really intimate space to allow yourself to just be really present and unfold. Can you breathe a little more life into the differences? Like what, what for you makes a really, really special transformative retreat with like you were talking about a more intimate one with like 10 or so people. And then I'd love to comment on this too. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And what a beautiful retreat that was, you know, and I always think, and I always say to the woman coming to my retreat, Hey, there's a reason why we're all here. There's a reason why all of our timelines have collapsed in this moment. And I think what makes, um, an intimate retreat, you, you know, so transformative is the women who come are, there's so many synchronicities between them that, you know, are completely out of my control when I'm doing discovery calls, but I'm already, when I see, when I start doing discovery calls, I'm already like, oh, your mom, your mom. Oh, you went through that. You went through that. And I'm like, there's some synchronicities that I see here. And, you know, and, and then when we get to the place, it's just like synchronicity and synchronicity and synchronicity and synchronicity. So like all of the women have teachings for each other. They all have magic for each other. And I think that's what makes intimate retreats to me, even more special is because it's such a small group of women, there's even more opportunity for deep, deep synchronicities and getting to know each other at that level as well. Absolutely. Now that you say that, I had a girlfriend that I hired, Julia Conti. She was the yoga instructor that I hired to come on and move us through gentle yoga. And it's so beautiful 
the specific purposes that these people that we bring on are meant to share in the space in a way that you might not have the ability to activate inside of the people that come. And gosh, for eight years, nine years since I started doing yoga, I've been trying to get my sister into doing yoga. I'm like, ah, you're Gemini moon. Like, I know that you would benefit so much from this slowdown of yoga and coming into your body and really moving it and stretching it. And I'm a yoga instructor as well. And something about my sister taking class with me or me guiding her through movement didn't connect, didn't connect with her cells, didn't connect with her joints, with her body, with her mind. And to witness her reflection of the gift that Julia was at this retreat. She was like, Oh my God, I get it now. Like, I'm so excited. Her and her assistant have already devised a schedule of they're going to get into doing yoga before work in the mornings together. And she just kept saying over and over and over to Julia, like, I'm so grateful that you came to this. You gave me something that I I've never received before. And I can tell how like necessary it is for my growth and transformation. Mm-hmm. So I just love how these little pieces come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you just mentioned this too, how certain people we can we can only activate certain pieces in the other. Yeah. And, and then we need the, and then other people activate other pieces inside of us and inside of them. And I just had this download yesterday just to like, to deepen my clarity on it because the eighth house in Scorpio in astrology rules sex and investments and transformation. And you're like, Hey, these three things we may not think have anything in common But what is it truly that it is in common? It's the merging, the merging of codes, right? During sex, you merge together. When you invest in a mentor or you invest in a retreat, you're merging together. And that leads to transformation. And just when you look at it from an astrology perspective, we all have our unique natal chart. And when we merge together, that code inside of us is merging with the code of the other person and is activating the the other person is activating certain parts inside of us that are already inside of our code but might have been like hi this is your host hannah and i'm just jumping in here real quick and i want to ask you a question so you've probably heard a lot about masculine and feminine energies right But do you know what it means to truly be in your masculine and to be in your feminine? And how does taking leadership over your energies serve yourself, your relationships, and your business? If you're interested in diving deeper into this, join my free mastermind, Energy Sovereignty. This is a deep dive into masculine and feminine energetics based on the binary code of life. And this mastermind is mind-blowing and heart-opening. So many codes that I've downloaded in there I've never shared anywhere else. And it will leave you with deeper revelations and understandings of your life. This mastermind is packed with value and transformation. And this will be a paid offer in the future. But for now, it is still free. So make sure you sign up by going to the link in my Instagram at Hanalina Christensen. 
I'm super excited for you to dive in and I'll see you there. More asleep or just like activates it to that next level that we wouldn't have been able to do without that person activating it. That's something that I realized so much when I hired Shoshana Raven as a mentor. She, she was on his Sacred Sister podcast episode one. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was blown away because she, her Chiron was right on my son and Leo. And it just activated this whole next level of how I show up in my Leo self and like celebrate and like, just like have this like next level shine on me. And I realized it's literally by me putting down the investment and being like, I am officially merging my codes with you. (laughs) And that's how we can like get activated in such deep levels. And, And each one has different activations for us. And it's so fun. Totally agree. Yeah. And I think, um, for collective getaway, that's a really big, part of it it's like okay yeah I'm, I might be a host and holding the space but it's a collective effort like we're all in this together you know it's not just me leading every single woman all the time it's like no 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 we're all activating each other at all times and it's a collective um it's a collective retreat so yeah I totally agree and so vulnerable too. It's beautiful with such an intimate group of people that we've known for such a long time. Even my best friend and her sister have known my husband since before I even knew my husband. Um, since he was like, gosh, 11 years old, I met him when he was 12, but, um, it was fascinating too. Just as a side note, he was so well-intentioned to come in and be doing a lot of the immersions with us. And then when we really got to going, he, he wound up not, not coming into a lot of the immersions. And I talked to him about it afterwards. And he was saying, you know, not only was it really intense for him to be around a lot of women, a lot of women that he knows, and a lot of women that he knows going through these really massive shedding processes. But he was like, man, I just felt like I would, I would just change the energy of what y'all had going on so much as a man coming in with my own stuff. And it was a beautiful conversation that we just had yesterday that I was like, well, yeah, but that's so much of the fun in retreats too, is that every say, especially when it's intimate, every single person helps to create the energy of the container as a whole. Mm -hmm. And there is no energy as a whole without every single individual that comes in. It's created by our collective energy. How willing are you to dive in? How vulnerable are you willing to be? How much do you really allow yourself to like actually live and breathe and speak, be present in the space? Or do you keep yourself really reserved? And a lot of times it's a blend of both. It might take someone a day or two to really get warm. It was beautiful to witness um, my sister's assistant that she was just like, yeah, it's been really hard for me to open up and especially open up with women. So to witness her opening like a flower too, it's like, there's just not enough that I can say about intimate, transformative retreats, Mm -hmm. really allowing yourself to pop out of your everyday lived experience. Sometimes we can get so mundane 
in our day-to-day life. We believe the stories that we tell ourselves every day. We allow the barriers and the limiting beliefs. We may go a while without really questioning them. And this is such a beautiful part of not only having a coach like yourself or a mentor like Hannah and I, or um, popping into retreats, but it's like, when you do allow yourself to do that, we serve as divine mirrors for those people to see themselves more fully, to give them a safe space to really question who they are and why they've become that way, and then guide them in a process of transition for the next movement onward. It's like, there's no more mind-blowing work in life. (laughs) Been (laughs) contemplating this so much. I like have hardly been speaking words since the retreat ended because I've been such a deep phase of integration. It's insane. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's the best work and it's, you know, to be able to work with women in this way and help them in the process of shedding, help them in the process of letting go to make space for what is in alignment to come through, to help them become vulnerable because when we're vulnerable with each other, not only as sisters, but with ourselves, that's when big changes happen. We have to open up and break down these walls so that we can move through the blockages and vulnerability is the only way to do that. So yeah, I love this work so much. (laughs) Mm, And what would you say, have you tried out different like length of retreats? I love how you Brett just mentioned, you know, some people take a little bit more time to open up vulnerably and it's going to take them a day or two. So I'm wondering, have you had experiences with like a one day or two day retreat versus like a five-day or seven-day retreat, like something in that regard? I'm curious. Yeah, um, my retreats for the most part are at least four days. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I totally understand it might take people some time to open up, but I think when you're in an intimate ret- retreat, it actually, it, it happens faster than maybe a bigger retreat. Um, it might take a day or two, but on day three, it's like all of a sudden you're with your soul tribe and and then, and then six months later, you guys are meeting up in your own time. Yeah. You're with your soul tribe. You, you guys have start meeting up. I think that's, what's really magical as well about these intimate retreats is that the women who come get to make lifelong friendships too. And even if they're not living in the same city, you know, next time I'm in Germany and you're in Germany, let's hang out, you know, (laughs) find each other. So um, yeah, it takes a couple of days. It might take a couple of days to drop in, but I don't know. I find that when it's just women together, no, no cell phones, no TV, no distractions, pure heart to heart connection, the walls drop quickly. And would you say, do you prefer retreats that are like packed with workshops and you go from one to the next, or do you like it more? okay, we have some free time and everybody can kind of choose where they want to tune into. Um, I I think a mix of both. I'll do a mix of both because I think that workshops, like people want, want that. And there's also a lot of fun activities that we want to host as well. Sound baths and hikes and meditations and cacao ceremonies and all the fun things. But there, there doesn't need to be space for integration, right? There needs to be space for 
um, you just had a really big download in a meditation or a ceremony. Okay, well, let's go integrate that in, journal that in, so don't forget it. So there needs to be some space in between as well. Yeah, I will say I learned so much on this one and it's it was such a good learning experience for me in so many ways because I am a person who, it's like I go to a Spirit Weaver's five-day gathering. I'm in energy work ceremony every day, pretty much morning and night. I can't get enough of it. My, just so many aspects of my chart and my energy just like are so driven to those spaces. And that's what my life looks like in my own personal home. And it was so good for me to be reminded of that. Um, because for each of the people that came at different times, they reflected back to me pretty much since the first full day, I found myself pressing one piece back to the next day, Mm -hmm. one piece back to the next day, one piece back to the next day, because it was a lot. Mm -hmm. It was, it's so much, it's so much to be, to be witnessing these aspects of yourself for the first time. So I really, I really was taking myself back to, you know, 2017, when I first started dropping into retreats and, and remembering those feelings of really witnessing myself for the first time in this way, in that way, in this way, and everything wound up being perfect in its beautiful timing. And also at the end, my sister was like, okay, I'm sick of sitting in ceremony with myself. This is really, really intense. Like, I just need more time for integration. And it's like, there, there can be a max, especially if people are much newer to the space. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something that was unique with this retreat because it was my blood sister and my best friend and people that more so like know and love me and really wanted to support this vision and dive into what we were going to be diving into. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time, it was, it was fun for me to curb the curation a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you said that because I think as facilitators um, and people who work in this space and the spiritual space and the wellness space and the transformational space, it's like, we can sometimes maybe get caught in a bubble. I know that when I lived in LA, especially I was like, well, everybody is doing this. Right. So like, who's going to want to come because I'm just, I'm just one of everybody. And then, um, yeah, I, I went nomadic and I had an event in Miami for Art Basel. We did an event um, with, with sound bath and cacao and aesthetic dance. And it was super successful. And I remember after that event, people came up to me and they're like, thank you for bringing this to our city. Not, not enough people do this. And then as facilitators, we forget like, oh, wait, <laughs> right. We're sometimes in our bubble and thinking that everyone's doing this all of the time and has access to this all of the time. And it's like, that's not the truth. So many people are seeking that. So many people are just starting and, um, or some, yeah, some people haven't even ever even meditated in their life. You know, these, these practices and these modalities that we do and use every single day, there's so many people out there that aren't even aware of it. And I think that, um, it's easy sometimes to get stuck in your bubble, but we need to continuously pop that bubble and say, oh yeah, wait, (laughs) refresher. People are looking for this and, um, sometimes don't know where to find that. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself sometimes having to like simplify your offerings 
depending on who is coming to the retreat? Um, yeah, I think I, I, it's interesting to say that because I, I really think that some of my offerings are like, to me, I'm like, this is, this is green. This is level one. And then it's like, no, it's not again, Kim, stop getting caught in your bubble because it's like <laughs> people are paying you to, to come and experience this and experience the transformation. It's, it's like tools that I used, um, once upon a time to really help me on my journey is kind of what I'm teaching other people. Right. So um, one of my offerings is called Alchemize AF. That's my signature group program. And it's every single week we go through um, topics that really help alchemize your life. So the energetics of money, the balancing the divine feminine and masculine, uh, aligning your chakras. And it, it might sound to people who work in this space like, oh, obviously, duh. But no, actually, every single one of these topics, we can go really, 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 really deep. And we do go really, really deep. So um, I find that I simplify things in terms of maybe catching people's eye. It's very, it could be really simple. Hey, the aligning your chakras, but once you're in, we're going deep. <laughs> we're going to find out why you are in particular are unaligned and all the stuff. And uh, we're going to talk about every single archetype of, of the feminine. We're going to talk about every single archetype of the masculine. So it's simple in the way for people to understand maybe, and just like, um, to first mag to first become magnetic to your audience, we might simplify things, but the second maybe get someone as a client or someone in your retreat or uh, someone to work with you in any way, it's like, okay, we're not playing green anymore. We're going really mm -hmm. deep. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I, how I do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you just touched on that with the chakra system as well, because my entire business pretty much is based around the chakra system and self-inquiry and getting to know the self more fully within these aspects of consciousness. It's like every single thing that you just named could be an entire life's work, an entire life's devotion to really diving deep into. A hundred percent. Totally. I'm like, okay, see, Alchemize AF is, again, my, my signature group program. And every week, this week, for example, we're on week five, and we're going to be going, balancing the divine feminine and masculine. I'm like, literally, that could be that that's it. If you just want to focus on how to tap into your feminine, people make their whole career about that, how to tap into your feminine and all the different ways it's like, it's so much like, yeah, we can go over it in a couple hours, but it's up to you to really take your time to integrate these teachings and, and really go deep into them as well. And so that group program, is that online? Do you want to share a little bit about for anyone that's listening and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, how could they join? Yes. So um, in addition to my retreats, I also am a coach. So I really help women step into their soul's purpose, um, step into their truth, let go of all the things that aren't in alignment so that they can walk a path that feels like they're in their soul's purpose, right? So um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't have any spots open at the moment, but I'll be opening new spots in about two to three months. Um, and then I have Alchemized AF, which is my signature group program, uh, really helping women alchemize their life, right? Every single moment of your life has led to this moment. How do we use that as the catalyst to step into something that, that we desire and really, um, really uh, manifest the life of our dreams? So that's, that's going to be running again in April or May. I'm currently running it right now. And there's going to be more things that will be add added to my product suite. So if you just follow me on, on Instagram or TikTok, it's Kim Roach 
all of that will be announced there. And then obviously my retreats as well. I have two retreats in Joshua Tree coming up in April. One of them is sold out. The second one is close behind, um, two in August. And then my international retreats will be announced very soon. And that's going to be in October. Ooh, exciting. And so when you say that, and we're going to link all these things also into the show notes. So for anyone who wants to reach out to you and follow you on Instagram and TikTok, you can do that right now. And um, you've been mentioning a few times that you turned nomadic and I would love for you to dive deeper into that. Like, how does that look like? Yeah, it is. Um, it's a fun journey. So right now I'm actually in Miami until tomorrow. So we've been here for the past three months. Um, and tomorrow we're going to make our way to my partner and I to Austin for uh, about a month and a half. And then we're going to make our way to Joshua Tree. So um, we basically have lived in LA for the past three and a half years. Um, well, I have at least. And then about six months ago, we decided that you know, let's, our lease is up. We're not tied to anything. I think our next step is that we do want to purchase a home, but market is crazy right now, as you guys might know. So uh, until then, until that calms down, since we're not tied to anything, we both love to travel. We can both work remotely. Let's take this opportunity that we might not get again and see new cities that we want to see new places that we want to experience. And um, so we packed up our car and we're literally driving across America right now. We drove from LA uh, to Miami, stopping in Colorado for first. Then we stopped in New Orleans, New Orleans, and then we um, have been in Miami. And then over, now we're making our way back. But I foresee towards the fall that we're going to go international. It's just a little harder to go international because we have a dog that's like a pit bull mix. So traveling with her is like a little um, complicated sometimes. Uh, she's been around the world actually. She's been to Aruba. She's been to Costa Rica and Mexico, but. Um, there's a lot of paperwork that you have to do and it's just like a whole thing. So, so yeah, we're planning on doing it, but not till the fall. And then that sounds amazing. It sounds so much fun. Um, and then you like rent out different places like on Airbnb or. Yeah. So we do monthly uh, Airbnbs. So um, it's been, it's worked out great for us. We have sometimes, I mean, it's, it has its ups and downs. I think sometimes we get to an Airbnb and some basic things are missing, like a knife set or a just drying rack and things like that. So you have to go to Marshall's and buy all those things. Um, and you never know what you're going to get until you get there. So I think this Airbnb in particular have really thin walls, which has been very fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you learn a lot. You learn a lot. Like what are your non-negotiables and going forward on like non-negotiables, washer and dryer, dishwasher, like very basic things that you don't know until you start experimenting. Uh, with different Airbnbs, but yeah, that's what we've been doing. You, you get a really good discount if you do a monthly, a month long Airbnb. It's like usually 50% off or something crazy like that. And that's so much fun because you can combine it with your work. You can still coach and, and do your group program as long as you have internet and yeah. you can do retreats and then just stay wherever you have your retreat. Exactly. So in April, I have two retreats in Joshua Tree in April, but me and my partner will actually be there for the whole month. And I'm so excited. Um, it's one of my most favorite places in the world. So I'm just excited to go into the park every night and watch sunset and just be in the desert and um, really just soak up those codes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I just want to reflect this back to you and reflect it to every single person whose ears are with us right now. 
we live in such a blessed time. Do you hear what Kim just described as her lived reality right now? For so many people, it's like the sky isn't even the limit. The ability that your imagination is able to travel and decipher for yourself, like what would make you feel most alive? Who is to say that it's not possible? And how reliable is that source? How much have you questioned it? How much have you allowed to feel into what a different timeline, like what actions would need to be taken in order for that other timeline to unfold? This is the magic of this age of Aquarius that we're coming into, really getting resourceful, really allowing ourselves to even even the smallest steps like connecting with, watch this episode, could be someone's connective force that helps them shift the trajectory of their entire life. It's so beautiful that we live in a day and age now where information is so readily shared, so readily available, that really it is the force that you allow to come through you and drive your own inspiration in different ways that will inevitably decipher what it is that you, your life looks like, what you let yourself feel into in this lifetime or not. Let's play big. This is what life leadership is about. It is so fun and beautiful to especially witness when you say yes to your path, your inspirations, passions, what you feel that your life mission is. I always think of God and goddess creators of all that is opening up the sky in a little portal to look down at you as if to say, I see what you're doing. And I really, really love that you are allowing yourself to be courageous and they fuel your efforts. They send all the magical airwaves. They send in the person to provide the opportunity. They send in the this, the that. And it and it is so it helps the guidance process. It helps us trust fall forward and lean in. <laughs> like yeah. surrender. Beautiful. That's just from isn't... hang on one second. This isn't the this isn't the reality that our parents grew up in. It's like when, when you've devoted your life to expanding consciousness, it really does feel like Curtis was saying it just yesterday. It feels like a glitch in the system. It feels like you just got a cheat code. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like, you would never even believe these things unless you were tapping into episodes like this or talks that people give. It's like, these are the ways that we're here to help each other ripple forward and continue growth. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Hannah. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I thought you were, you were finished with your beautiful flow. So <laughs> I love that the rest came in because that was beautiful. Um, it just reminded me that what my husband was just recently saying to me, life favors the bold. And when we make those bold decisions and we're like, this is the life that I choose to live, the opportunities are coming to us and are showing it to us. And at the same time, we're flexible to allow ourselves to maybe, you know, there's something that we think it should look like, but, you know, allowing ourselves to be curious and open to seeing, wait, this is maybe being blocked 
from me because there's something even better that I can't even imagine. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, we are in this lifetime now, once, here, now. And we get the opportunity to live life on our own terms. And what that means for everyone is going to be different, where we live, what we're doing for a living, the people we surround ourselves with, we get to choose. And I think that a lot of people forget that they feel so stuck that they don't get to choose. And it's like, no, 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 this is your choice. This is your creation. So choose what you want and walk that path and take the line action needed. And, you know, to, to be able to embody that, not only teach that the woman I work with, but embody that myself. It's just, it's so fun. Like this gets to be fun. It's a, we're playing the game, right? It's the human game. We're playing. This is our game board, planet earth. Where do we want to be? What do we want to do? Let's play. So also embodying that frequency of joy, play, pleasure, fun, all the things. Mm-hmm. And then combining that in like really stepping into our soul mission, which turns into like us being of service to others, right? So it it goes even into this, you know, let me fill myself up so fully so I give from overflow and I can and I can give my medicine to others on a level that I wouldn't have been able to if I stayed small. Because if we really want to create this new conscious way of living and this this evolution for humanity this collective society that we seek to manifest that is where all of us can thrive and there's not so much suffering in the world right it's like it comes down to us choosing our leadership and choosing our unique soul mission because each one of us has such unique medicine that we are meant to give to the world and usually it's what triggers us usually it's like what fires us up right it's like oh like I hate this about this world or you know like where this comes from and that's our Mars that's our like fire passion energy that's actually part of our soul purpose that it's like yes it's triggering you because you're the one who is meant to do something about it Mm -hmm. and I love when we step into places like this where we are all in it together and each one of us is stepping more and more into this realm of being of service in our unique way it gives us the permission to see wow she's doing it she's doing it she's doing it I can do that too and how does that look for me not the way that she's doing it obviously but how does that look for me specifically and how what do I feel passionate about because if Imagine a world where we are all on our soul mission and we're sharing our unique medicine and helping each other. This is the world that we want to create. This is the world that is in peace and in love and lives in joy. And we can help each other thrive together. So here it is. (laughs) My vision. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. You know, I love that the conversation has brought us to this place. I feel like it's a perfect full circle moment. I was actually thinking about this as I was seated in the meditation with Kim. It's, it's so deeply tied with flipping the perspective that so many of us hold around selfishness and being self-centered self-filled 
And so many of us have a very polarized look at words or phrases, concepts like this. And when you come into conversations that are deepened like this, where you can see the light and the blessings and the, it's like the, the beauty of choosing yourself, actually that narrative that society presses on us, that we should actually be concerned with everybody else first and foremost, it totally flips that paradigm on its head because we see And we've witnessed in our parents, our parents, parents, and everybody else who hasn't chosen this other way of living, we see what it does to our vibrancy. We see what it does to our shine. We see what it does to our self-concepts and the stories that we tell ourselves, what we allow ourselves to go for, how bold we allow ourselves to be in this life. And even just from that, like there's nothing more valuable to me than actually witnessing someone else's lived experience and intaking that story and then deciphering what I want to do as a result of intaking that truth. (laughs) Even if we just allow ourselves to look around our lives, I'm sure that each and every one of us have people that haven't allowed themselves to live boldly. And even just from that space right there, Can we allow ourselves to choose something that feels more daring, more dangerous, more risky, more wild, and have faith that actually when we are fulfilling our own energy and and going toward that cup overflow and discovering what really lights us up, allowing that overflow energy to be what helps us flip that paradigm that says, oh yeah, actually whenever I am fulfilled, I'm not benefited most, but actually all my inner circle is also benefited equally as much. And then they benefit their inner circle. (laughs) It's like this, this ripple that never, that never stops. So can we allow ourselves to really choose ourselves first and foremost, and understand that as an extension of choosing ourselves, others are able to, to choose themselves more easily as well. Oh, Kim. This has been such a beautiful conversation. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for saying yes in all the ways that you have over the years for allowing yourself to get risky and to hold beautiful space that allows others to get risky in their own lives too. Oh, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. You both are, you know, it's funny. It is very full circle because I was before the call, the recording started um, talking about how I met Brittany and how uh, it was just very spontaneous. I walked up to her at the Conscious Life Expo. And then after that, I was like, wow, her words are so powerful. And I started listening to the podcast. I'm like, these girls are awesome. And here we are all together. So thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. And we have every single guest that comes on to Sacred Sister Podcast. We have three sacred questions that we ask Mm -hmm. them. And these can be shorter format. Really, it's whatever rises to the surface of your heart and wants to be shared. And yeah, are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Beautiful. So what does sacred mean to you? Sacred means to me just honoring, honoring something that's bigger than us. It means that 
yeah, I think it's just tapping into the universe in a different way. It's sacred because it's, it's bigger than our, our humanness. It's bigger than our ego. It's bigger than what our, what we want in this one moment. It's, it's sacred is everything. It's the whole universe. And to make something sacred is to put yourself, get yourself off the pedestal and just connect to what is, which is everything. Beautiful. And who is a sacred sister to you and what does it mean to have a sacred sister? Mm, that is that is a great question I have so <laughs> many sacred sisters <laughs> it's it's hard to to pick just one um so I'm, I'm just gonna honor all of my sisters right now in this moment because I think becoming a nomad as well has really really helped me recognize you know who who are the true deep ones who are the true inner circle women who inspire me every single day and who I will always love no matter what like having each other's backs and I think um a sacred sister is is just that you know it doesn't matter where you are in the world or what time it is or what's changed in your life it's like a sacred sister is someone who sees you for you no matter what you've been through no matter what trauma no matter what mistakes sees you for you and your true being and supports you and loves you and comes from a heart-centered place and wants to see you win, you know, and will support you in any way to make that happen. So I love all my sisters out there. <laughs> you know who you are. And that's what a sacred sister is to me. Beautiful. I got like full body gels twice whenever you were talking just now. <laughs> And then how would you say that you turn something normal or mundane into something magical or sacred? Something normal or mundane, magical and sacred. <laughs> what a funny question, because I feel like, right, we can just say that about our lives in general. You can either go, do you want to be normal and mundane and live in this <laughs> <laughs> matrix and live in this very, you know, masculine structure approach of um, scheduling and just, you know, tied to your desk, or do you want to make it sacred? And it's, that's the choice that we get to make as beings playing this human game. It's our whole friggin' life. We can make our whole life normal and mundane and follow the rules and do what everyone tells us to do. Or we can say, F that, my life is sacred. This is the only life I get to live in this lifetime and I'm going to make it freaking magical. So <laughs> it's not one thing, it's our whole life. <laughs> Love that. Full circle right here. <laughs> it's like this is, and, and this decision can be made after attending a retreat. You know, that's a <laughs> transformation. That's the power of, of going like unplugging of the normal mundane way of living. I know we lost her. Oh, here we go. And like unplugging of the normal mundane way of living and being in a retreat situation 
that we like, okay, what does that mean for me? How would that look like? And then we come back and like, okay, how can I integrate that into my life? And that might be that huge shift from mundane life to sacred. <laughs> yeah, just the one experience or a series of experiences where you're like, nope, I'm not going back to that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to make my life magical. Yeah, you can get those, you can get those downloads during a retreat. You can get those downloads through working with a mentor, with a coach, with, you know, or just an experience that's just like so transformative and so life-changing. It, it's just mm -hmm. like you can't go back after that. So, wow, full circle. <laughs> yes, Kim, we just want to thank you again. We want to thank you for everything that you've brought to the table, for everything that you embody in your life. You are such a radiant, radiant being, and we're so excited to know you. We're so excited to keep in touch with you. We're so excited to, to see what is unfolding in your world and in the world of your clients and the world of your retreats and we just love you. Thank you, sisters. Love you too. Love you both so much. Thank you so much for having me. Again, this was so much fun. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much as an extension to each and every one of the sacred beings who are here with us now at the end of the episode. We hope that this has filled your soul, filled your spirit with so much exactly what you need to drive you forward. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having a care and an interest in expanding consciousness and deepening awareness. Sacred Sister Podcast would not be what it is without you. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Namaste. <laughs>